What's in the queue? 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 I mean, everyone should be excited. Hey, 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 we're back. Oh. It's, a, it's a brand new song I just made up right now. Copyrighted Krishana 2019. I haven't written 2018 on a check yet, so Ooh, hot diggy I haven't written a check, so. I'm old. Well, <laughs> we still write checks. Sure. I just haven't written one. That's fair. And I'm liking it. That's fine. Like that just means you haven't paid your bills. I did write 2019. Right here. I also wrote 2019. I've missed you. I've missed you. I picked a light blue ink for. I like that we both chose colors randomly. I'm gonna. Well, I chose this nice light blue color for my notes for this documentary because this documentary is infuriating, and I wanted nice, calm, blue letters to just calm down, Emily. Calm down. I mean, what could have possibly bothered you about any millisecond of the two documentaries that we're talking about? Two documentaries, you say? Two. That's right. We are doing a dueling documentary this it's week. It's the same story, just different. I, I am genuinely interested to hear you tell me about the documentary that you watched yeah. this week because I have one side of the story. Okay, because did you watch mine? No. And I didn't watch yours. Yes. I'm excited. Yeet! Is yours, what is your point of view from? Um. Just telling the story from people that were involved? My, this documentary, which, I mean, should we maybe tell people what this podcast is? Wait, is this a podcast? I haven't seen you in so long. I don't even remember how to do a podcast. Hi, it, how are you? Hi, it's been an, it's been a hi, month. Yeah. yeah. It's been a month. It's been a rough um, month. We're okay. We didn't quit doing this podcast. Life happened. Ugh. Life life smacked smacked us around a little bit. Tiny, tiny a lot of bit. Tiny a lot of bit. Yeah, I mean I, I had hospital trips, yeah. and surprise trips 5,000 miles away that That's fine. I didn't mean to go on, but I'm happy I did. But you did. I'm happy I did. So, yeah. Well, I'm just glad you're back because I've missed your face a lot. I know. Like, we were, like, getting ready, like, yay, okay, Christmas, we're going to have a little break. Yeah. And we then, could build up some. And then, and then no. No. That didn't no, happen. My bad. No, not your fault. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> so this is... What's in the queue? With Krishana and Emily. That's us. Hi, guys. We are trying not to freeze to death in the frozen tundra of Indiana. Ooh, winter finally came. Yeah, this bee, she's like, hey, y'all thought you weren't getting winter. JK, JK, LOL. Smiley Boom. face. <laughs> Suck on that. Did you know we're getting more snow tonight? Yes. Did well, you? Technically tomorrow. Technically tomorrow, which is like overnight. But by the yeah. time we get up for work, it's still nighttime. Yeah. Um, did you know that in a few days it's going to be a minus 40 wind chill? Yeah. Yeah. And our kids won't be going to school. No? No. No. Mm-hmm. I've already heard some of the schools talking about they'll close. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, is fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just wish that if our kids didn't go to school, we didn't go to school. I don't think the capitalist overlords at our place of employment are going to like that, Krishana. 
bunch of a-holes. <laughs> I mean, I have technically had like a month off of work. So I, I mean, it's like whatever. I mean, it's like whatever. Um, so I kind of threw a curveball at Krishana this week. The best. The oh, I feel like it's a great curveball. Yeah. Um, there are two documentaries out right now about the shit show that was Fire Festival mm-hmm. in 2017. Yeah. Um, one came out from Netflix. And it was known that Netflix had a documentary coming out. Um, And then Hulu, the weekend before Netflix was going to release their documentary, was like, what's up, guys? We got a fire documentary. Go ahead. Enjoy. Now. Right now. Go. Go get it. And so we did. Yeah. Um, I watched the Hulu one first. Yeah. Knew that we had to to cover this topic. Like, it was... It was glorious and awful all at the same time. Yes. It was a train wreck. Yeah. It was it was awful like a train wreck, but still you couldn't look away from a train wreck. Oh yeah. Um so I had Krishana watch the Netflix one. Yeah. And we're gonna go back and forth on both documentaries and like maybe get the whole story about what happened. Right. And this might be horrible trying to talk about one subject from two different documentaries or it could be so glorious that your headphones are going to explode into your ears. I ooh, I hope they more like melt seductively over their ears. Like butter? Like Buddha. Yeah. Oh, mm. like butter. <laughs> yes, I would never wish our faithful small select few of listeners have things explode into their ears. No, ear, unless that is their wish. Maybe ear, that's ear your trauma. Kink. Ear trauma is a bad thing. Um, so we are covering the Hulu original Fire Fraud and the Netflix original Fire, the greatest party that never happened. Okay. So, in general, the Hulu documentary has the point of view of Billy McFarland, the creator of Fire. Yeah. Right? And that is fire with a Y because we're fucking millennials and we have to do shit like that. And a lot of disgruntled employees. Yes. What about the Netflix one? So mine is all like, uh, apparently these super smart people thought it was a great idea to record behind the scenes every second of their life since the inception of this festival came to light. That sounds about right. Um, because they're full of themselves. Yeah. Um, so mine is literally all the behind the scenes okay. and then the employees and you know, the people around mine does not include the point of view directly from Billy McFarland. Okay. No direct interviews or anything like that. No. Okay. So, so I don't know when the last time you got to watch uh, a sociopath in action, but it's a lot of that. Yeah. I mean, the little clips that I saw, because they would show him on the news, sure. and, like him talking, I'm like, why is anybody listening to this human? He like, reminds me so much of the dude from The Simpsons who sold them the monorail, the monorail guy, yeah. like monorail, like that, that <laughs> yeah. he is, he's like 2017 monorail guy. And there, I, I can tell there's a whole lot of Adderall happening in his system. What? No. Well, not now. He's in jail. Oops, Ooh, spoilers. Oops, 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 oops. <laughs> that was all that was going through his head. And it was a bunch of, like, dancing dollar signs. And mm-hmm. he was, like, humping up against them. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's about right. Yeah. 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 
Um. Okay. So, do you get any of Billy's history? In... Uh, a little bit. Yeah. Okay. So, did you hear about the crayon business? I did not hear about the crayon. Business. Okay. So, Billy's self-professed first business venture ever was in second grade. He hacked. Um. It's. It was before word processors. Uh, like had a screen, uh-huh. but it was like an electronic keyboard thing. He hacked that, and the little startup bar on there that used to say like his school's elementary name uh-huh. and stuff like that. He hacked it, locked out all the admin passwords, and had it say, um, "For all your broken crayon needs, uh, basically just come find me, Billy." Hmm. Wanna go with no? Yeah. False. I. I, I don't know. That's according fact, to... Fact check fact, fact, fact check that shit. That's according to Billy. People in the universe. Um, now, a written state for, statement from his mom mm-hmm. did mention it, but that's a written statement from his mom, so... You know, he who knows? It. He wrote yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> funny, fun, no, funny you should mention that, because the Hulu documentary, any time someone wrote a, a verbal statement in regards to Billy, they had like a Siri or a computer generated voice read it. So it's not like you get humans reading anything in this documentary. Yes. Um, where I pick up with Billy is his, uh, millennial credit card venture. Uh, mag penises. Yeah. Magnesis. Um, mayonnaise. Um, <laughs> mayonnaise, a lot of frauds in here. Today. Yeah. He basically, uh, got this, uh, well, I don't know where this idea came from, but he started this millennial credit card. Uh, it's all black and metal and it's all futuristical. Um, and, you know, for millennials to be able to get together with their own kind and really connect and find themselves in this crazy world. Or if you're a millionaire or your parents are millionaires. No, no, no. If you want to live the lifestyle oh, yes. of a millionaire, yes. but you're a millennial, so you're in your mom's basement. Yes. Yes. Um, and, and it had promises of um, being able to get uh, reservations at, you know, the hottest restaurants. Tickets. And get, yeah, tickets to the best concerts. And what a lot of your average person who is trying to get on this found was that the reservations were getting canceled. They couldn't get the tickets they wanted. Just so it just crumbled. Really? Now they didn't cover that. Mm-hmm. Now. The, okay. So the Hulu one had some of his former employees from Magnesis yeah. who were like, no, this was a, a money generating scheme yeah. because he would get venture capital from, um, he would get venture capital. He would use that money to go buy, uh, Beyonce tickets, um, and then he would use the money that he got from the Beyonce tickets, but he didn't have enough, so he would go buy Hamilton tickets, and then he would sell the Hamilton tickets to pay off the Beyonce tickets, and then he would sell Super Bowl tickets to pay off the Hamilton tickets, and it's just this Ouroboros of, like, yeah. just, just the snake eating its tail over yeah. and over again. But that was for some. Okay. Some got that. Okay. They didn't cover More often that. Than not, Interesting. Yeah, there was like all these people going like, "I, my reservation keeps getting canceled." Like they walked in and it got canceled. Mm-hmm. Um, heavy air quotes. Interesting. Um, so, and, and this is also the time where his true love and obsession of Ja Rule um, starts poking its head out um, because he tells this story as their their um, Ja Rule. And Billy are doing this, like, internet 
web thing. I don't I don't know technology. Ja Rule became a brand ambassador for yeah. Magnesis, basically. Right. And as they're starting the brand Fire for this Fire app is originally where Fire came from and what was happening and why they wanted to do this festival. Um, he talks, Billy talks about how he really wanted to get Ja Rule to sing at one of the promotion things for the card. And so he got a hold of some shady dude on the internet that said, pay him $500 and you could get to him. Blah, 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 blah. Wasn't really him. Eventually he found his lovely way to Ja Rule. And I just envisioned this like 15 year old kid, like when I grow up, I'm going to be friends with Ja Rule. And he made that happen. And uh, that's his biggest accomplishment. If you ask me, but (laughs) so Ja Rule ends up being, part of the face and part of the money machine for the card. And from that is born the fire app. Yes. And what the fire app is supposed to be is a way to actually get your hands on these celebrities to book them from a legit place, heavy air quotes. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So you can, you can book this talent and, and get the proper money the yeah, and... well, and like the Hulu documentary describes the Fire app as basically Tinder for, uh, for talent and and booking. Ah, mine said the Uber. Oh, interesting. Ah. Oh, like, because basically, like you, uh, you know, Billy allegedly. We we have to throw around the word allegedly a lot. This documentary, Billy allegedly had all these artists. Like, if you can think of an artist, he had that artist signed up for this platform, you would swipe, th- well, hold on, I swiped right, you have to swipe left through all of these artists till you find the one that you want to play at Little Timmy's Bar Mitzvah. Mm-hmm. You swipe right, if, like, you swipe right on Coldplay and Coldplay swipes right on you, Coldplay's gonna play at Timmy's Bar Mitzvah. This is not gonna work. Yeah. This, that's not. No. That's not. No. So, um, they're all going, how can we advertise the launch of this app and make it a huge thing. Ooh, I know, I know, I know. Do it, do it, do it. What? Music festival! Uh, do you remember the Entertainment 720 guys from Parks and Rec? Uh, basically, Aziz Ansari. Yeah. Okay. It, it, it's that. Yeah. It's those guys. They, they're in business, but they don't have a business. Yeah. But they're in business. What was the other dude's name? I can't remember. Oh, he's so uh, It's not Stefan, but it's... something it's, uh, like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I know people are probably shouting that. Yeah, right please now. shout at me on the internet, please. Thank you. <laughs> um, so Billy uh, somehow gets his hands on this island that supposedly Pablo Escobar owned this island once upon a time. Oh no no no, that's just an island that he went to to shoot a promo for the video. Well, that's where it was going to be. No, no, false. False. False information from our documentaries. Which one's true? I don't know. That's the thing. Okay. Oh my God. I'll tell you what mine says and you can tell me what yours says. Okay. Mine says originally that's where he set up. That's where he was going to have the festival. They went out there to shoot that promo with the explicit instructions from Pablo Escobar's family and the current owner of that island to not say Pablo Escobar. (sighs) First thing they flash on their promo is Pablo Once owned Escobar. by Pablo. So they say, you're out. So they went <gasps> to this island. That island said, no. They went to the next island. That island said, 
no. He went <gasps> to the next island. That island said, no. Until, None of that is in the Hulu documentary. <gasps> yeah. So finally, oh. they end up. Uh, Great on, Exuma. Yeah, Great Exuma. What? Oh my god. Now, okay, I like that. That's not in the Hulu documentary. I like that you've already brought up the Fire app because I was saving that for the big reveal as to why they were even having a music festival because, like, Billy in this documentary, in the Hulu one, is, is like, no, like, we just wanted to set up a creative center in the Bahamas where artists could come and make music oh and models God. could come and shoot. And, like, we were just, we wanted, we wanted an artist enclave down in the Bahamas. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. The, dude. See, maybe what that's is, the difference because Billy is, like, trying to sell his side for your dot. Exactly. And everyone else is telling what went well, down. Well, and before we go any further, the Netflix documentary is is produced by the uh, Jerry Media guys, which yes. we'll get into them in, in just a second, but the Fuck Jerry guys. Yeah. yeah. So, like, between your documentary being from the producers that kind of got screwed over by Billy. Oh, yeah. This document, my documentary on Hulu, basically having Billy's side of the story. I don't know what's real. I totally believe my side. I don't I totally know. Totally believe I don't my side. Real. I don't believe anything Billy says, but no. a lot, but a lot of uh, there. I want to get into. I want to get into how they tried to make the festival happen. Okay. Well, how much did yours cover? Okay, so first of all, when they go out there to shoot this promo. Uh, Billy and Ja Rule are might as well be lighting money on fire. Yes, they got the the top producers like Fuck Jerry. Um, they got all the finest models of the time, which I mean, which is last which year. Basically, just Instagram influencers. <laughs> Yesterday, um, it, like everything, and they shot you know yachts and jet skis. Yeah, food, booze, yeah. party, 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 party. Because they wanted to sell. This image. And as Ja Rule, let me quote, uh, in his drunkenness when they're trying to get all the models to go into the water at night so they can, quote unquote, shoot another part for their promo, which there was no film crew there. Yes, there was. Not, no, at night. That specific okay, time. Okay, got it. He says, we're trying to just sell this pipe dream. Ja Rule. Um, like, uh, oh, Ja has some good quotes. Hold on, time out. When I knew nothing about this festival until the shit went down. Right. And then I was like, I, everything I saw, I was like, oh, poor Ja Rule got sucked into this. Mm-mm. Nay. I Nay. have 100% changed my position on For that. For sure. And I'm scared now because I don't know if anybody's going to ja, come Ja Rule. Does, does ja Rule your, don't care about going to Does jail. your documentary have the great Dave Chappelle quotes about who the fuck care what Ja Rule thinks? No. There, <laughs> Cause there's that classic there's that classic Dave Chappelle bit about, you know, like, okay, we got Ja Rule on the phone and who the fuck cares what Ja Rule thinks in a time of crisis? Like what are you doing? Okay, uh, so No, but one other thing, Emily. Yes. So did you know anything about this until shit hits fan only when i saw the cheese sandwiches okay yeah well i also said to kai i said well this shows where our quote-unquote station is in life that we didn't see all the burnt orange tiles we did not i um, didn't see a promotional video listen i'm gonna tell you right now my instagram is solely um like (laughs) aerial workouts witchcraft 
crystals and Star Wars. So like, yeah, that, that is, is no. true. I have Star Trek Instagram. <laughs> that is true. Um, yeah. So basically, you know, they're out there promoting this, um, and you, there's all this behind the scene video. They wanted to go out and be with the pigs to shoot because there's all these wild pigs. The pigeon pigs. Yeah. <laughs> they wanted to go out. And shoot apart for that. And they're getting told on the phone, no, you can't shoot with the pigs. You can't shoot with the pigs. John was like, we're spending a lot of fucking money here. If we want to go down and see the pigs, we're going to fucking go down and see the pigs. If the girls want to go see the pigs, we're going to see the pigs. What? We're going to see the pigs. You make that happen. I was like, uh, I'm going to see the pigs now. Yeah. See now, the, okay, so the Hulu documentary had the director for this mm. film crew that they hired. Mm. And he was like... Yeah, my, my only job was to just keep filming even though everything was chaos. <laughs> exactly. They were, I mean, they were shit-faced 24-7. Oh, God. There was a part that they showed where Billy actually just passed out in the sand next to the beach and he was still holding his Corona bottle. Good. Um, right? Good job. Good. Uh, you don't want to waste. No. I mean, they lit so much money on fire just to shoot this promo. God, see, now this documentary barely covers the promo at all. It's like it's, maybe five minutes. It's insane. Oh, my God. Yeah. Now, they've got this promo shot. They're ready to bring it out to the internet, right? This is where Fuck Jerry comes in, who yeah. apparently is the godfather, the like the OG meme creator of the internet. I don't know. Uh -huh. the, the Hulu documentary has uh, Orin Axe. And I would call him a former employee of Jerry Media, who is uh, a little disgruntled, hmm. um, which I find it... Funny, especially considering your your documentary yeah. is from Fuck Jerry. Yeah. Do they talk about Orin Axe at all? Do they talk about this guy? I didn't write down too many names. That's fine. There's a lot. Th th that was my one. That was a big qualm I had about this one is they only listed everyone's names in the first 10 minute abstract of the documentary yeah. and then they didn't come up again. Yeah. Um. Well, they showed when they met up with. You know, fuck Jerry. Okay, and, see, we didn't get to see any of that. And then uh, when uh, four of the employees came, like, two days before the festival was supposed to start. Mm -hmm. And, and okay. the things that happened then. Okay. Yeah. So now we get a lot from this Oren guy. Okay. He was the Jerry Media employee who was tasked with handling, with handling lead for this fire project. Okay. It was his job to run the social media accounts. It was his job to uh, respond to everyone. Is he in? Is he in this one I at think, all? I think so. Okay. I think so. There okay. was one one main guy that was talking from Jerry about, you know, we're on our end here, just trying to promote. Right. Yeah. And and like, this Orin guy was like, I'm getting all these uh, restrictions from fire from the fire festival crew, crew yeah. and i can't even do my job by promoting this yeah 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 and they were like all, all you know after we did that one promotional video we just had to keep running the same things over and over again yeah. because there was nothing new to put out exactly because they were keeping everything private because there was nothing there was there. nothing to show <laughs> so um, uh did see. you got did you meet keith who's keith keith the pilot keith tell me about keith did you meet delroy the bartender? No. All right, tell me about Keith, and I'll tell you about Delroy. Okay, Keith, I forget where Keith is from, but he has an adorable accent, and he's so cute. Uh, he scares me a little bit, because he taught himself how to fly from Microsoft Word, the flying program on Microsoft. 
Okay. So then he has this cute little plane. And every time he's with Billy, Billy makes him do zero Gs. Oh, fuck. No. So oh, and you, you see video oh, of them going up and floating and all that stuff, right? Um, even though he's self-taught pilot <gasps> and all of that, he was actually throwing out, hey, guys, um, there's no plumbing. Uh-huh. You're going to need about 10,000 toilets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you, you know, you can't fit people right here. This is when they're on the original island. Oh, okay. And he's like, I mean, there was nothing on that island. No, no. <laughs> um, and, you know, and he was like, you know, I love you guys. I'm just trying to help. And he was like drawing up schematics and like trying to help them out. And they're like, yeah, we don't need you anymore. Oh, shit. Anybody okay. who brought any sense and goes, hey, you don't have, they're like, bye. Either shut up or go. Now, Delroy had a very similar experience. Delroy Jackson is a bartender uh, from the Great Exuma area. Um, and he kind of became Billy's bartender when whenever Billy and Ja were uh, in the Bahamas, right? Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, you know, Billy would turn to me and be like, yo, we can, we can make this festival happen in six months, right? Like, it'll be fine, right? It's going to be great. And Delroy says that he says, no way. Right. I'm not calling, I'm not calling Delroy a liar. I'm not calling, I'm not going to call anybody except Billy a liar in this documentary. Yeah. I'm just saying I wasn't there. Yeah. Right? So, God, where do we even go? Okay. Well, okay. So, after they, they shoot the promo, um, December 2016, they launched the orange tile. They paid Kylie Jenner $250,000 to make one post. Was that her actual fee for that? Because that's just her going rate. Well, it said it was a wire transfer. Okay. Did she actually get the money? I don't know. She did post it. I don't think she she did post it. it. That's true. Okay. I mean, they're pretty smart about making sure they get their money. They didn't. That is true. Well, and that's going to be a a trend coming up here about nobody gets fucking paid. Um, (coughs) like, they were trying to charge 250 G's for a private yacht. Mm-hmm. Um, they're trying the to villas have... were only like 50 grand yeah. for the weekend. Um, they were trying to have a thousand people on the island with no plumbing in the area that they were. Um, when, uh, I forget his name, he worked up the pricing for what this festival realistically would cost. It was $38 million just to pull it off. That's an interesting number because later in this Hulu documentary, Billy says that he spent $35 million on this uh, thing. He didn't, he didn't spend a dime. He didn't. He didn't. Um, when they were booking talent, we had the guy that was forced to book the talent, which he's like, I've never booked talent in my life. Yeah. Um, he was overpaying. Um, it was 3 to $4 million just in talent. Um, <laughs> sorry, you guys didn't see my eyes bug out of my head like that. Oh my God. Sorry. Um, they, they basically were trying to cram, a, a at least a year's worth of work on, on just getting this festival set up and organized into six short months. I, it doesn't work. It doesn't. Um, uh, do you want to talk about the ticket schemes? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Billy needed money. To come in. Yeah. So, uh, General Assembly tickets, which I think were like $1,000 for the weekend or something like that, they were selling fine, but it wasn't bringing in enough money. So, they 
all of a sudden were sold out of General Assembly, but you could spend $50,000 on a villa. Yeah. You could spend, what was that, uh, $250,000 yeah, on, on a, a yacht. yacht. Um, oh, also, hey, guys, this is going to be a cashless event, um, so we need you... To put about three hundred dollars per 3, day. 000. No, three hundred. Oh, ours said three thousand. Ours showed the website saying three hundred. Okay. Three hundred a day. Um, go ahead and get that on your wristband yeah. now, which got Billy enough money to pay off the loan shark that he borrowed three million dollars from at a hundred and twenty percent interest rate. Ooh, they did, they left that little yeah. No, now Billy's statement about that in the documentary was well you know i i didn't always make the best financial decisions huh but i didn't do anything illegal okay sure anywho um yeah so yeah uh my my doc was saying because it was showing some of the uh unwilling guests unwitting guests i should say um, that they were actually getting phone calls harassing like you (gasps) need to put money on your banned um and one one guy said that um the sales pitch was uh that for the average person they're putting on about three thousand dollars but if you would like any bonus things like uh reservations for your tables or this you know all these different things you're (laughs) gonna want to put much much more on there what yeah are you serious (laughs) oh my god um so um, hey, did your documentary have a guy named Calvin Wells? I don't know. He, okay, Possible. he was a guy who ran the Twitter account Fire Fraud. Yes. Okay, so he was yes. in, okay. I didn't know if he would be in yes. both or not. And I'm still intrigued as to why he was so like, I'm going to get him. Oh, man. He... I think there was some something else that he didn't say as to why he was so he was gung-ho. bent he on was getting them. Gung-ho. Yeah. Well, okay. He was gung-ho on taking down this festival. Yeah. Um, he called, okay, in the Hulu documentary, he talks about he felt he had a civic duty to tell people that this guy is a con artist. Mm-hmm. He is taking your money and you are not going to get the experience yes. that you want. And did he talk about the Comcast venture? No. Okay. So the whole time this festival is being air quotes set up uh-huh. in order to launch the fire app, Billy had negotiated a contract with Comcast venture capital for $90 million to set up this app, right? This Calvin guy yeah. who is a, who is a venture capitalist of his yeah. of his own. Of Venezia. Uh, whatever. Yeah. Um he found out how much Billy had told Comcast his company was worth, which was insanely inflated. It's nowhere yeah. near that. Um and he calls Comcast himself and is like, "You I listen, we've worked before. You just you got to trust me on this, please." Do not invest in this. And they didn't on his Whoa. word, according to him. But, like, it's just adding on to the pile of yeah. all the lies that Billy yeah. tells. He claims on mine, uh, I believe, I don't want to say this wrong, but I do believe he says he had some of the same clients that were on this build to perform. Interesting. Uh, such as Blink-182. Oh, now he didn't mention that. They were the first ones that dropped out. He did. 
humble brag about his friends in the music music yes. industry, but he didn't name drop. Yes. Okay. Blink-182. According to him, I think. It's been a long this day. Is, yeah, sure. Um, and, and he, uh, Billy also has this little sugar mama. Uh, oh, Corolla? Corolla? Corolla Jane? Yeah. Yeah, she threw in a, th- th- she's only dropped in one sentence in this oh, documentary. Oh, she, she's in and out of this one a little okay. bit. Okay, does she talk? People. No. Okay. No, because uh, basically her, her, you know, whole thing was she was giving up lots and lots of money. Oh, definitely. she believed in Billy's dreams. Yes. Okay. Um, it's just, just so, di- sorry, it's just so disgusting. You have nothing, you have so much money that you're just like, yeah. I believe in this random dude's dream. I'm going to give him millions of dollars and yeah. I'm not even going to bat an eye at it because I have so many millions. Yeah. It's just insane to me. Anyways. So she was being uh, talked about in reference to one of the guys that was on the fire app that got pulled into the festival planning. Okay. Um, he was sending out emails like, do you realize, like, we are overbooked, we have no place for anybody to stay, like, he kept, like, repeatedly dropping things, and they were just like, you need to come with a positive attitude or don't come at all. You need to find solutions, not problems. This is a positive work area, da 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 So that's what he kept getting told, until one day he said, you need to leave her out of the emails because you're freaking her out, and we're trying to get more money out of her. What? Yeah! Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Yes. <clears throat> okay. Anyways, let's. Okay, so it's all a big snowball. It's yeah. the train's running off the tracks. It gets to the night before the event yeah. is supposed to start. Monsoon hits. Yeah. Monsoon hits the islands. Everything is like, even the workers are like, who have been working 18 to 20 hour days. Oh yeah. Not getting paid. Not getting paid. Um, even they're like, all right, well that, I mean, that's, that's it. Right. Yeah. And some of the guys that, you know, were from the fire app that got pulled into the festival, they were like, well, I, I guess they can't hide it all now. Cause all this rain is going to really, you know, and they were saying Billy really, couldn't cancel he couldn't even afford to cancel he couldn't afford to put it on but he definitely couldn't afford to cancel it because he had no insurance for all these people that he booked that if they canceled they would get even more money yeah well and just the whole idea that you would have to reimburse everyone like no he didn't have any money so i would like to tell you a fun little story okay uh andy i did not write down his last name he worked very he worked with billy before okay and so billy asked him to come on you know he's a, a an actual adult okay um in the biz wait is this um hold on let me look up this no i'm thinking of daniel goldstein go ahead okay so andy has been trying to put out billy's fires like billy and those are f-i-r-e's not f-y-r-e-s's <laughs> real fires okay um like uh Billy had uh got this contract with this catering company for like six million dollars. They had no more than one million dollars to spend. So then he just canceled them and sent Andy to find the replacement. And unfortunately Andy's the one that found the cheese sandwich people. Oh no, I don't Andy think he knew that at the time. But anyway. Oh Andy. Uh one night, uh, I think it was a night. Like two nights before the festival, 
Billy calls Andy to ask him to take a major one for the team. And Andy's like, well, I've been taking one for the team this whole time, but gee, Billy, what else? Right? So all of their water that had been shipped in was stuck at customs. <laughs> customs oh, wanted $175,000 to release the water, uh-huh. which is hilarious to me. Oh, we're going to talk about customs more. So Andy was tasked with going to see the head of customs to give him a BJ. To save this festival, Andy, if you if you do this, you will save our festival. And Andy what? goes, <laughs> Andy goes, I, I, I just sat there for a minute and then I went home, I took a shower, I drank some mouthwash, and I went there fully prepared to <gasps> give him a BJ. And he was the nicest man and he said, no, just, you know, I'll release the water, you guys can have it, but I want to be the first one paid. And he goes, can you believe I've been in this business over 30 years and I was literally going to do that. And that was the first time I've ever been at. And now I was literally going to do that to try and save this festival. Wait, but why would he do the mouthwash before? Fresh breath. (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay. Further about customs, because that wasn't in the Hulu document (laughs) at all. Um, further about customs. Um, I don't, I didn't know this before watching the Hulu documentary. Um, the Bahamas have a 45% uh, duty tax on duty. <laughs> on Sorry. alcohol. Oh. So when you order, how much did they order? 15 truckloads, I'm guessing. 2 million? Do, no, no, I'm sorry. $250 million worth of alcohol. I had that number at one time. Let's see. Let, you know what? Let's 250 just... Two hundred and fifty million. I'm gonna just do some quick math here. Times point four five is uh one hundred and twelve point five plus two hundred and fifty. That's three hundred and sixty two point five million dollars in alcohol. That he didn't have. No, no, no. The alcohol arrived. What did he do for it? I I don't know what now well, that now maybe, that you've told me that story. I don't know because well, he didn't. And maybe that's. Maybe part that's of why that... he was like, I'm not releasing it because you still haven't paid me for the alcohol. Well, and I'm wondering if that's part of that $3 million that he had to get from the loan shark for a 120% interest rate, which then let him make the wristband thing. Oh my God. Yeah. And if you watch mine, all the behind the scenes stuff, it, it's <sighs> insane. Like listening to them talk and I'm like. There are so many points where somebody there should have been like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And I mean, they okay, were. sure. They were. Sure. But you got to protect yourself and walk away, too. Well, and, and that Oren guy from Fuck Jerry that yeah. I was telling you about, like, there he brings up several times. He's like, I just remember thinking, well, what could possibly go wrong? Right. What could possibly go wrong? Well, and even Andy says... You know, uh, we're seeing all these things and putting on a festival is super stressful. There's so many times that you think it's going to fail, it's not going to work out, and it does. And he goes, and I just kept thinking to myself, nobody talks about at Woodstock the mudslides, the lack of food and water. How many people died at Woodstock from overdose? He's like, so in my mind, I just kept thinking it's chaotic now, but if we pull it off, it's going to be amazing. Right. And it's going to be one of those to remember. Right. Well, and okay. 
this it's the but, sheep mentality too like because you see them at all these points they're like at this point i really should have walked away but everyone else was still going so i just kept going too basically well and let's not forget i mean in, you know in full disclosure we are both technically millennials right we were born after 1980 we're zennials okay that's fine but we were born between 1980 and 1995 yeah. i think is the is the range for mm-hmm. This is a perfect storm of, uh, as the Hulu documentary calls it, the, the millennial strategy. Yeah. It's the moonshot idea, figure it out later. Yeah. Right? So you've got Billy with the moonshot idea, figure it out later. You've got everyone on the internet who has all this fear of missing out because we're never going to have a retirement, so we might as well spend the money that we have right now right. on experiences and engagements and, and and you know, and enjoy life while we have it because yeah. we're never going to be able to not fucking work because we're going to have to eat until we die, right? And we're never going to have retirement and Social Security's running out because my mother's generation, the fucking baby boomers, are taking all of it. So fuck it. Why not spend all my money and go on a beach with Bella Hadid? Right? Right? Like, it is, this whole situation is this perfect storm of the entire culture coming together and Mm -hmm. fucking it all up. Yeah. Well, and it's the perfect example of all these schemes and all the scams that we see all the time, all throughout history. It's a good time to be a con artist. And, and you can sell it so easily because look at those times when those people have said, you know what, I'm going to take this big risk and they make it. But, so that's but nobody, the whole, that's but the nobody sale. thinks about that is one yeah. in seven no. billion. They never think of that of a chance, right? And then you know, us two assholes are still here working in a factory in a dying industry that's going to leave us on the in the dirt one day, you know? Yeah. Like, sorry, wow, shit got serious. I took my glasses off. <laughs> I didn't even know who she was for a minute. So, anyways, uh, a couple of the dudes from Jerry Media show up uh, like two days before the festival. They arrive to no car. There are no rental cars on the island. Oh, do you know why there's no rental cars on the island? Huh. Because it's the Great Exuma Regatta. Right. It is the giant sailing festival that this island has every year that is basically like Christmas, Easter, and 4th of July all yeah, wrapped up into one. Yeah, they the island doubles in size. Yeah, because everybody comes in, everybody's out on a boat, there's no hotels, there's no mm-hmm. cars, there is nothing. And yeah. fire people scheduled it the same weekend as this regatta. Yeah. And also, all these people that have bought this experience are blowing up social media at this time. Like, hey, I don't have my flight information. Where am I supposed to go? What's happening? Why do we do that? Why don't you answer? What's happening? Funny about that, Oren, mm-hmm. former Fuck Jerry employee who is now disgruntled, yeah. it is his job to delete yeah. all of their social media posts. Anything. He's given a list yeah, of... Yeah, to screenshot some uh important questions and delete the rest and turn off the comment he is supposed to delete any post with the words artist drop fake fuck info information playing lineup lineups performers performer details flights festival and the word block and then he had to do it twice because one of the fire guys grant which we didn't even talk about grant oh boy Grant was like, well, I don't believe it. it, it, I don't care that you are telling me that it's not Cap's 
sensitive. It, it, I need you to do it again in caps lock as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And mind you, this time on the island, they are trying to put together uh, tents that were left over from the hurricane. They're FEMA tents. Um, they have zero private flights booked, which is part of the sale of these tickets, and they have zero flights booked back. Did you have any of the influencers who went to this in your documentary? No. Okay. There was a couple. I don't know their names. Don't fucking care. Um, they talked, they had one Instagram video from one girl who was like, yeah, we're here on our private flight. Oh. And then she like pans around to this, it's yeah. a commercial airline. She's like, Oh my gosh, this is this like worse than like economy class? Like, I'm like who the like, fuck are you? Fuck off. That is economy. Yeah. And it was very nice. Yeah. Shut your dirty, spoiled bitch ass face. You probably didn't even have a 400 man, a 400 pound man asking the stewardesses to wipe his ass yeah. on that flight. I did, I did see her and her video and the other gentleman with the red. Slicked back curly hair. Who oh, see, now I had a blonde guy. Was so excited for a fire. They were like going running and they were just so amped up. And when they weren't getting their questions answered, they were like, well, this is horrible customer service and they should know better. That's exactly what he said and how he said it. <sighs> and I, I'm trying very, very hard to feel sorry for these people that got duped. But don't. Don't. I don't I, feel sorry for you because you have no idea what the real world is like and you just got a nice little taste of it. And guess it, what? After you got home, you're, you're telling fine. the story and you're having big parties and you don't even care because you got all that money back from whatever the crap that you do or don't do. You in just your sold life. some more Instagram ads and you're fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. We we might as well talk about the shit show that was those two days. Get it. Because they had uh, you know, flights land on Great Exuma. They had yellow school buses to take uh, these kids around to the other side of the island where the parking lot that this festival was supposed to take place in. Um, all the kids start, like, crying in, in the videos that I saw on the Hulu documentary. Like, the beach is five miles away. Oh, man. And then, okay, so everything... Everything that these kids described, uh, from, like, the portable uh, toilets and showers to the tents to the mattresses stacked up, I don't want to be like, well, I was in the army, so I'm better than you and I'm tougher than you, but literally I fucking did all that in the army. Like, I lived for eight months in Iraq in a tent and it was fine. Yeah. I I was fine. They're they're white glove, air quotes, white glove concierge service of of luggage handling, which included a 53-foot-long Connex on the back of a tractor trailer that they were just chucking suitcases out. Like, that's how I moved my duffel bags in the Army. Like, I'm fine with it. I'm used to that. Yeah. And I don't want to say I'm better than them because I can handle that shit. But I also got paid to deal with that yeah. shit. They paid money. Yeah. They, they at the like, end of the day. I'm like, you paid. At the end of the day, they paid money yeah. for an experience which was not delivered. Not even a little. And I, I get that. I get that. But I am also really enjoying a lot of the memes. Yeah. Um, so my um, 
my two-day adventure of this started out with everybody, uh, A, complaining about their not private flight, um, and then getting on buses, but they were given the option to go to the festival site or to go to a restaurant. So they bussed hundreds of people. The first three planes worth of people. <laughs> to this restaurant where they were having a great time. Yeah. They were boozing it up. It's on the beach. Yeah, they were having a great time until it was like six hours later. Then they're like, okay. Can we, can we do this now? So then it was time to show them where they were going. And in my little video clip, it was, uh-uh, turn around. Turn this around right now. No way. Turn it around. And other people were like, well, at first we thought, oh, well, we're just driving through this spot. This isn't our spot. And then the bus driver was like, nope, this is where y'all are going. Oh, no. Then they get out and they stand in the line, in this huge long line up to the main house um, where, you know, Billy and everybody was, where they're checking people in. But half the people didn't even know why they were standing in line. They just stood in line with everyone else. See, that is, okay, honestly, that is a very human thing. It's very human and hilarious. Yes. Um, Billy's telling this dude to blast the music and then the staff are like, turn it down because we're trying to check people in. And Billy's like, turn it back up. They're like, turn it back down. So uh, then Billy stands up and he's like, everybody who had a villa, go grab a tent. So then everybody starts running and screaming after tents, grabbing all, there was a chick with a case of toilet paper, which I'm like, you're my girl. I'm That's, sticking with you. She's got celiac stuff. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, my <laughs> ass is going to get wiped. Um, people were throwing mattresses on top of their heads and then people started fighting over the tent. So then these assholes thought it was a great idea to go and start destroying tents. So now you're having even oh, less tents. Interesting. They're cutting them. They're pissing on them. They're stealing shit out of them. Well, they didn't talk they about that. They acted like wild animals. And then it was like, oh, here's your luggage. And they were like, it's like trying to find your black bag in a sea of black bags. And they don't care. They'll just step right over you to get them. It was like a rich people apocalypse for them. Well, and again, I was in the army. I got paid to deal with that. These people paid. Right, but they're still like freaking out. I like know. they just got... They just came out from after the bomb got dropped, and they're like, we must survive! Yeah. Listen, ugh, man, humans are weird. Yeah. We have, we have like, two levels. We have, like, must survive at all costs, and, uh, no, I'm good. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, okay, so, I mean, like, the, that weekend is a shitstorm. Shitstorm. Everything fails. All the bands pull out. People yeah. eventually get to go home. Did you get any of the airport stories? They were all locked inside the airport overnight. Yes. yes. Well, because they got on a plane, headcount didn't match, U.S. Customs wouldn't let them take off, wouldn't let them land in America if the manifest didn't match the headcount, get off the plane, get back on the plane, figure out the headcount, oh shit, get off the plane, this airline crew has been on the clock for too long, they are required by FAA regulations to go rest, <laughs> get locked in the airport overnight... Watch a guy rub baby oil on his body at Ooh, like like I that oh part. yeah 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 there was a one super drunk guy who just kept rubbing baby oil all over his body. He didn't um, want to peel. Four thirty in the morning, I think they got back on the flight, got the head count right, got the manifest right, took off whole plane cheers. Wow, I didn't get all that. Yes, I just got 
after they were locked in, everybody left. Then the people from the island start coming up to that door. Where's our money? We yep. want our money. Funny story. They still haven't gotten paid. Nope. And somebody named Bailey. Oh, Bailey. <laughs> he, he disappeared. Um, and, and left all the rest of the staff there to fend against all these people. That sounds about right. Um, Do you know what he was doing? What? Sitting in his penthouse. Uh, the documentary crew that he hired to make the promo video for Fire Festival calls that director back up and is like, hey, come meet me. That director's like, yeah, I... I went up to his penthouse and I had to sit there for 45 minutes until he got out of the shower. And he's like, I'm just looking around and he's like, wait, all this shit happened and he's still in a penthouse? How? How? Funny story, he's got a rich girlfriend. Or boyfriend. Do, do you know Anastasia? No, but I have some other things too. What? So, all right, so... Billy, you know, everybody's back now. Billy calls all the fire employees who've been working tirelessly on this app and that stupid festival. Yeah. Um, in, in a conference call, mind you. Mm-hmm. Let's everyone know, um, we're not firing you, but we're just not going to pay you anymore. What? So, and this one chick was like, so you're telling me. You're not going to let us go so we can collect benefits, unemployment benefits. You're going to make us quit so we can't get any benefits. He's like, well, I don't know what your situation is, but we're just not paying you. What? Yeah. It was, that is not it was in recorded. the Hulu. That is not in the Hulu documentary. So then he hangs up. Every And this chick's like, everybody saw on the line. And everybody's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So who got contacted by the FBI? <gasps> and they were like, I did. I did. I didn't. I did. Okay. So at some point there is another phone conversation where one of the employees asked Billy, how concerned should we be about the FBI? And Billy recorded on this phone conversation says, well, that's really more of like a personal investigation. You guys should be fine. (laughs) Nope. Um, so, uh, he got charged with like, frauding the investors and inflating his business. Um, he also, sweetest, sweetest guy ever, Billy. He's just the sweetest. So some of his employees had Amex cards with apparently large limits on them. He charged, <clears throat> uh, farts. He charged like 50000 on up dollars from two employees cards and so now Amex is suing them (gasps) for that money what yeah that is not in the Hulu documentary well Billy is a sack of shit is what I wrote on the beginning of this page that's fair um out on bail um oh do you want to talk about NYC VIP access yes oh my god so he's out on bail um and with his buddy Frank um he basically took everybody's email address that had bought tickets for the festival um, and is now selling them on this new scam, NYC VIP Access, um, where you can get the best tickets. To the Victoria's Secret's lingerie show. That hadn't been named yet. To the Met Gala. That you can't get tickets for. To the Masters. 
That who wants to go to that? Jay and Beyonce, I think they threw out too. Beyonce, uh, and Tay Tay Swift, Taylor Swift is known for not stopping or doing anything like that or having any one-on-one thing, and that was one of the things they were trying to sell. <gasps> Hulu didn't cover that. That is the theme of this fucking episode. Is Hulu didn't cover that. Netflix didn't cover that. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, and you know, he Billy's claiming, you know, he's so broke from all of this that he had to give up his penthouse and he's living in his mom and dad's basement. What? Well, we link back up with him. He is in a glorious penthouse with Angelo. Who? Angelo. Who's Angelo? I put BF, Sugar Daddy, and I put... Why not both? He is... Angelo is the press secretary for Chuck Schumer. What? Yeah. Okay, so, so is is Anastasia not in this at all? No. So, uh, this dude that used to do some shooting for him, some filming of stuff, you know, Billy's like, come back, hang out, da 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 and he's hanging out with this random Frank dude and with this Angela dude. And Billy looks over at him. He's like, I am not going to jail. Just so you know, I'm not. And he was like, either he knows something we don't know or he's literally insane. And I was like, insane. Insane in the membrane for sure. So, no, you're you're telling me there's not an Anastasia Eremenko. Nope. Okay. So the Hulu documentary kind of ends... Uh, you know, before they go into like the outcomes of, mm-hmm. of the whole thing, uh, it's Billy and Anastasia together, and she has paid cash for a place out in the Hamptons oh. for him. Um, he writes her love letters from jail, oh. and she was super sad. And she got a phone call from him as she was recording the her interview for the documentary. Oh. Mine is before he goes to jail. This this one covers up until he goes to jail in October 2018. He is sentenced to six years um, for the, the yeah. wire fraud and business fraud and, and I think making false statements or whatever. All right, so the outcomes that the Hulu documentary lists, um, Billy's in jail, the local Baham- Bahamian workers, not paid, not paid. Uh, Grant, which we didn't really go into Grant. Grant is basically um, one employee from the Magnesis days called Grant's. Uh, the Dwight to Billy's Michael from the yeah. office. Um, anywho, uh, Jerry Media provided a written statement for the Hulu documentary. Um, they said all actions taken by Jerry Media were done at the direction of Fire Festival. Um, another quote was, We were also misled. Another quote, Per our previous correspondence, Orrin Axe has misrepresented himself. And when the documentary Ooh. read that to Orrin, was, was just like, Well, <sighs> Fuck you guys. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> um, let's see. Orrin Axe quit Jerry Media and started his own company. So, again, you got to take him with a grain of salt. You got to take fucking everybody well, with a grain of salt. Of like, because, just, yeah, like, you, you, just, you just gave me that giant Himalayan uh, salt heart. I'm just yeah. going to go lick it after this. Eat it. Um, Jerry Media and Vice Media have produced their own documentary. That's the one you watched. Uh, fuck Jerry's actions are listed in a lawsuit in the same lawsuit that lists um, uh, uh, Billy and uh, Ja Rule. Ja Rule, did they talk about him going on that one drunk show? Uh-uh. Okay, there's some there's some show, I think it's a show and a podcast, where people get together, they drink, they shoot the shit, and they talk. 
by the end of him drinking this whole episode, he's like, man, you know, I just had this whole creative vision and it was my idea from the get go. <laughs> In my documentary, another guy takes credit. What? Yeah. He just says, cause they were like, well, what can we do? And he was in a meeting. He knows Ja, he knows Billy. And he was like, I don't know, maybe like a festival or something, you know, he's like listing off things and they're like festival. And he goes, and from that moment on, they were like, bye. They left me <gasps> in the dust and they just ran with that festival God idea. Damn. Um, oh, and Hey, really uplifting story for the end. Uh, Billy McFarland is now teaching, uh, music entrepreneurship to his fellow inmates. As Wonderful. part of community service. So. Uh, yeah. And mine, at one point, all of the models and Jerry Media were all getting sued for false advertising sure. and all stuff like that. And they were like, dude, we were lied to just as much. He's like, if we did an ad for our car company and the engine went bad, should we be at fault for that? And I'm like, no, you shouldn't. Mm, okay. If all they're right. doing the advertisement, hey, there's this new car coming out yeah. six months later. That's fair. It's not their fault. They were hired it. to do a job. Yeah. Uh, same with the models. They're like, we didn't freaking know. Yeah. We just went to Pig Island. <laughs> yeah. We. Didn't, I mean, they they were all sold just as everyone else was yeah. sold. They were all lied to, manipulated. Uh, yeah. You know, whatever. There was also this fun little conference call after everyone gets back and they're all talking. Um, and Jaws on this conference call. And Ooh, okay, no, we like, didn't get this one. Okay, go ahead. Uh. The guy's like, you know, we committed fraud. I mean, it's fraud. Jaw's like, it's not fraud. I wouldn't call it that. I would call it maybe, uh, maybe like false advertisement. And I'm yelling, that's, that's fraud. fraud. <laughs> like, you're so stupid. You don't even know what fraud is. <sighs> oh. He's just like, a lawyer probably was like, don't say the words fraud. Oh my God. Um, I, okay. I would recommend watching the Hulu documentary. I don't. Well, do would you recommend the Netflix documentary? Yeah. I kind of want to watch it now yeah. that I have watched the Hulu one. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's just a fucked up. The world's fucked up. Yeah, it's super fucked up. Don't be dicks to each other. Don't get do off that. of social media. Stop being liars. Because the one guy was like, uh, some people said he. Um, is crazy and somebody says he's a mastermind which one do you think he falls into and he's like he's a liar yeah <laughs> i was like yes. yeah the hulu documentary even had a psychologist on to explain like pathological liars and sociopaths and compulsive liars and, and stuff like that and she's like yeah no he'll, he's gonna keep doing it over and over over and over and over and over again he was already doing it again yeah he's been doing it since second grade yeah um so that's about billy McFarland. That's about Fire Festival. Fire! I'm really glad, and I think your documentary did it too, but I'm glad both documentaries didn't just point and look at the shit show that was that weekend. I'm glad we got more history. I'm glad we got more fall, like explaining the fallout. Like I, I feel like, I feel like I, I got an interesting picture. Clearly, yeah. I didn't get everything. No. But that's fun. Gosh, that was fun. Yeah. All I right. think you would be satisfied with watching either one and getting a good amount of the story. Sure. Uh, Delroy's still my favorite guy out of all of this. Bartender. Good guy. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> well, I've had enough. Yeah. Let's get out let's of here. Let's do this in another month or so. What? Okay. <laughs>
or next week. That's fine. Next week, because I wrote down some ideas. Ooh. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to get out of here. We're going to strategery some ideas. Yeah. And, um... Hey, let, let us know if you guys watch either one of these documentaries. Yeah. Um, I guess email us. What's in the queue at gmail.com. If you've watched both, which one do you like better? Yes. Tell us. Yeah. All right. Okay. okay. We love you. Okay, bye. Bye. bye.